<laughs> hi, everybody. Hello. Or should I say, hi, everybody. Oh, I don't. Can you can you maybe explain that a little bit? Hi, H I G H, mm, country of origin, <laughs> cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. we are doing. <laughs> and you said I didn't seem zooted to you. Now I now I see it. Yeah, no, I really had to check in with her and be like, um, are you prepared for today's episode? Yes, I am prepared. <laughs> So today, um, again, if you listen to the last one, uh, this is crime culture, by the way. That's Caitlin. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Haley. I'm Caitlin. That's Haley. I almost um, said I'm Haley because you threw me <laughs> off with that's Caitlin. <laughs> yep. Uh, the last time we did one of these was at the beginning of Spooktober yes. this year. We talked about the movie Fall, which yes. is kind of like a B movie, like thrillery time. Jerry Seinfeld's in yeah. this. What? Oh, B-movie, yeah. You oh, like jazz. You like jazz, Evan? Um, <laughs> this is this is a horror movie. This is going to be a straight-up horror movie. Um, some people have been afraid to see it. It's uh, me. I'm somebody. I've, I saw it the first time I saw it sober. And this last time, for this episode, I watched it high. I did, I will you. preface this, I had to watch it in two chunks. Because okay. the first time... Uh, I fell asleep, not due to the movie. The movie is fantastic. I was very just sleepy. That's fair. Yeah. She was eepy. It was eepy. Um, and it's not that spooky in the beginning, so that's where I fell asleep. But, oh, okay. um, yeah. So, we are talking about the movie Barbarian. It is from 2022. Release date, September 9th, 2022, um, by 20th Century Studios. It has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 71% audience score, an 83% Google score, and a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. Pretty good. Yeah. It was very For highly a horror rated. horror movie? That's excellent. Yeah. Uh, it was rated like one of the best of like 2022. Oh, shit. It was like, like a bunch of like of horror this. YouTubers. It was like their number one movie of the year. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, it is rated R for language, disturbing material, nudity, some strong violence, and gore. And yes, it has all of those things. Okay, well, I mean, that's good that they weren't rated unfairly. Yeah. It is an hour and 42 minutes long. The budget oh. was between four and four and a half million dollars. And at the oh. box office, it made $40.8 million. That's honestly, a good return. that's very impressive. That's a good return. And yeah. like, we love a low budget. Yeah. And it is directed by Zach Kreger. Who is Zach Kreger? He's a comedian, and he was in The Whitest Kids You Know. Oh! Uh, this is his directorial debut. Well, well she it. Yeah. Good for him. Um, the cast. It stars it. Georgina Campbell from All My Friends Hate Me, Wildcat, and an episode of Black Mirror. Okay. Bill Skarsgård. Oh, from yes, we're familiar. It, obviously. Devil All the mm -hmm. Time, John Wick 4. Justin Long. Oh! Uh, who's obviously in many things, but his horror credits include Drag Me to Hell, Tusk, House of Darkness, and Jeepers Creepers. He's from Connecticut. Um, yes. We have Matthew Patrick Davis. This is his only movie listed on IM, uh, IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, wherever I got it from. Uh, but he oh, was okay. a guest on a handful of shows, including Veronica Mars. Oh, um, okay. Kurt, Kurt Braunohler. Uh, makes a cameo in this. He's another comedian. Mm, okay. uh, James Butler, who was in Aragon, Resident Evil. Um, 
Richard Blake, who was in the movie Doom, Three from Hell, Off Season, and the 2022 Munsters movie. He's, oh. got the perf- he's got the perfect look for it. He has a terrifying look. And uncredited, but revealed through different pieces of various LPN podcasts, uh, last podcast on the left host, Henry Zabrowski voices the mother, which we'll get to oh. who the mother is. Yeah, I'm on. not familiar. Uh, yeah, that was like in the in the end credits of the movie it says the director wants to thank and like lists a bunch of people and henry mm-hmm. zabrowski's name is on that and a bunch of last podcast people obviously are horror fans so they noticed um when they went to go see the movie right. and it was brought up i think in passing on a last podcast on the left episode that he had something to do with this movie and then it was huh. um elaborated on in a page seven episode where uh jackie zabrowski his sister was like yeah henry voiced the mother and i don't know if people know that yeah that's awesome that's that's really exciting uh so the critics consensus of this movie is quote smart darkly humorous and above all scary barbarian offers a chilling and consistently unpredictable thrill ride for horror fans okay and the audience consensus is quote the less you know going into barbarian the better but be prepared for an ending that might rub you the wrong way end quote and the description of this movie, we're going to keep it as like light as possible because I do believe that going in knowing as little as you can is worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the description I'll give is just a young woman discovers that the rental home she has booked is already occupied by a stranger. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the night, but soon discovers there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. Oh, Da-da-da. boy. Yeah. And that is scary. It is terrifying. I do not um, like unexpected house guests. I don't like unexpected guests, period. I don't like expected guests. That's true. No, because like when you're my guest, I like it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can watch this on HBO Max or Max or whatever they're calling it now. Hulu, if you have that Max extension. You could also mm. get it for like $4 on YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV, Vudu, you know. Okay. Stuff like that. So a little bit of trivia before we go into it. Zach Kreger said that the title barbarian, uh, quote, is a word that you don't hear too much in this day and age. It implies brutality. It implies savagery. I think I'm writing a movie about a predator that's going to do something horrible to this woman. This is a pretty opaque word that kind of gets the gist out there, end quote. He said that he was unaware that the word barbarian is sort of kind of like a, a mutated anagram for Airbnb, which is what this kind of... centers around which is just like a happy accident another happy accident is that the film is set this airbnb the address is 476 barbary street Mm -hmm. um and the year 476 is when the barbarians invaded rome oh yeah so that's pretty crazy and zach Kreger says that this was unintentional just a coincidence but like very eerie coincidence yeah maybe something like deep down like in his subconscious that he learned this somehow and just didn't i guess because like what else what else could this mean right so the script started out after Kreger read the gavin de becker book the gift of fear which encourages women to trust their intuition when confronted by obviously dangerous men he mm-hmm. used it as a writing exercise and began crafting a 30-minute short that consisted entirely of a conversation in which a woman continues to ignore a mounting series of red flags. Oh, he wow. liked it well enough that he knew that he had the makings of a longer film and began to conceptualize a broader story for the characters. Um, <clears throat> in the um, podcast, 
uh, Too Scary Didn't Watch, which is basically what My we're life. going to be doing today. Um, yes, and your life. Um, <laughs> they they did this. They covered this movie, and they actually had Zach Kreger on at the end to um, an interview, and he talked a little bit more about how he came up with the idea and the early workings of the script. So I highly encourage you after you listen to this to go and listen to their episode. Um, it is really, really good. And I'm also going to plug an episode of another podcast called, Oh fuck script apart. I think it was called Mm -hmm. where, um, they go over the very first draft of a famous script and then talk to the uh, the creator the writers of that script and talk about all the different things that that changed um along the way Ooh, and i love that um yeah it's called script apart and they they talked to uh zach Kreger about this movie which was really really good and one final podcast episode of how i know zach Kreger is a very early episode of um pete holmes's podcast you made it weird obviously zach Kreger is a comedian first so mm-hmm. he was on um pete holmes's podcast and it's a it's a very good interview so okay. i highly encourage people to listen to those three I like episodes pete holmes. i, I love him i do i really like he's him. A, he's he's really good yeah so uh zach Kreger revealed that he had a hard time getting the movie made due to its very unconventional style and plot uh with even a24 who's a studio with a reputation reputation for producing artsy horror films they, did they passed on it yeah they, well, they passed, passed on this on him yes a24 could have uh could have really had something there they've got that uh, little ultimate... like baby vampire movie coming out so like yeah. maybe maybe a24 makes good movies i know maybe this yeah, wasn't weird enough i guess ultimately 20th century studios decided to take a chance with it the result was a sleeper hit that made its minuscule four million dollar budget back about 10 times fold uh with positive reviews and even more of an audience on streaming um although not officially credited in any way jordan peele was an invisible hand in shaping the eventual story star georgina campbell tells IndieWire in an interview quote writer director zach Kreger is a good is good friends with Jordan Peele. And I think he spoke to Jordan Peele a lot while he was writing the film and Jordan saw an early cut of it as well. So he definitely had a kind of essence, part of his essence of the movie. That's so awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I, and see, I do. I love Jordan Peele. And that it makes sense. Jordan Peele is another like improver. It's comedian. Yes. And I really hope we continue this trend because uh, I forget what, and I, probably another podcast that I listened to, was talking about the intersection of horror and comedy and why mm-hmm. they work so well together because mm-hmm. they elicit such strong emotions. Like when you're watching a comedy, you involuntarily laugh. Like yes. you're laughing just as a reaction. When you're watching a horror movie, you scream or you jump as a reaction. Yes. Yeah. So they're both, it, they're both giving you like these un, involuntary reactions as you're watching them, which... Well, I think comedians understand horror very well. Yes. Well, and that's something that they taught me when in various like acting classes that I would take is basically it is very easy for a comedian, a comedy centric performer to turn to drama. It Mm -hmm. is not easy to do the opposite because when you're doing comedy, it's like everything you're playing, you're essentially like playing it straight. Like that's the humor in it is that you are doing something so seriously. Yeah. So it's not that big of a jump 
And I think that conversation was really uh, brought to the forefront to just like regular people watching stuff when mm -hmm. um, Breaking Bad came out. Because yeah. everyone saw Malcolm in the Middle's dad <laughs> as like this drug kingpin. And they were like, how is this going to work? And then obviously it worked extremely well. And then it did the same thing with Better Call Saul. It's like yes. this comedy giant Bob being yeah. put into yeah, being put into this like dramatic role. It just it works so well. And I'm oh. loving this. And oh. these <laughs> these like people who start in comedy are putting out these incredible horror movies and I want more of it. Uh right before we get into the recap though, if you didn't listen to the first one, we are watching this movie and recapping it. Hi. So the weed uh, if you want to follow along, at you home, weren't saying hi the to weed me, were you? that no, the weed to uh, uh, that I watched this to was um I guess my my dispensary carries um like just a few brands. We're in oh. Jersey, so like mm. they they haven't really spread their wings with their uh, selections yet. You gotta catch so, up, like me. Yeah. So um. Ozone is my brand for right now. Okay. Uh, Ozone Runts, which is a hybrid, uh, the vape. Um, that is what I smoked to watch this movie. And it won the Leafly Strain of the Year in 2020. Oh. And you know how many people were smoking weed in 2020? Everybody. I was going to say, a fair number. And my new one that I have right here with me is another Ozone. It's Blue Dream. It's a sativa hybrid. It tastes delightful. And it is very, very nice. Oh, is your does your do you get the the flavored ones or do you get the non-flavored ones, the herby ones? Well, it, it's not like a jewel, but it's uh, it I don't know. They always oh. say they have a taste, and I'm like, I don't. Yours are limited that. because no, and at my dispensary you can get like flavored ones or you can get just the herby ones, and I just get the herby ones because I'm like you know like I don't a I don't want to forget. And just be like taking hit after hit after hit, and then suddenly like, yeah, space and time have slowed down, and I can hear colors by accident. But also like no, like if you're gonna smoke weed, then you're gonna smoke weed. Like none of that little. No offense to anybody who gets the flavored stuff, but none of that little bit shit. Like it's not it's not a flavored one, but it says that the aroma and flavor of this one is blueberry, berry, and earthy. Ooh, so I don't know, but it's very nice. I don't know. I'm so not smoking here. right now. I just want to make that clear. Like, I'm just focus. genuinely this stupid. Yes. But yeah. also, just like, please know that, no, this is just me sober. All right. I do have seven pages of notes here because um, I get a little hyper-focused. Yeah. When I'm high. So Yeah, I feel that. If you want, this is literally the most uh, extensive play-by-play -play you're ever going to get in this movie. Every Good. single moment is accounted for. Excellent. Uh, I, I don't want to watch I, it. I got down to minute details. So if you want to hear about this movie so badly and are really afraid to watch it, I'm going to tell you every single thing that you will see on screen. Let's go. Here we go. <clears throat> so the recap. We open on a small house with an outside light on. It's a rainy night and there's the classic creepy music, the flash of lightning and a clap of thunder. Wait, you Very wrote classic this? Horror. 
Yes, I did. I'm this is adorable this. already. We open on a <laughs> Yes. A car pulls up and it's our protagonist, Tess. She's reading the Airbnb check-in instructions on her phone and ignores a phone call from someone named Marcus. We don't know if this is a boyfriend, an ex, anything. Mm. She grabs all of her shit and she hurries up to the door. Again, it's pouring rain. She goes to open the lockbox to get the keys out, but it won't open. She checks the instructions again, ignores yet another call from Marcus um frustrated she finally gets the lockbox open she had numbers switched uh, mm. the first time oh that's she the worst. gets she gets the lockbox lockbox open but there's no key inside okay. we've all been there yeah she calls the host gets the voicemail as she's leaving a message she gets a better look at the neighborhood she's in but it's it's really dark so she can't yeah. see too well the houses are all these like little rundown houses nobody else has lights on so she's a little creeped out she goes back to her car to wait for a phone call back Mm -hmm. and she's sitting in her car and that's when she looks back at the house and notices that there's a light turned on inside the airbnb that she's supposed to be in so she's like well what the fuck is this so she angrily she angrily gets out of her car goes back up to the door knocks on the door and a man comes out and she's confused and asks who the fuck he is and tries to confirm the address the man is equally confused and he says he's not really certain what the address is and kind of gives Tess like a little bit of an attitude. He says that he's renting the place and it's the middle of the night and he doesn't have the address memorized. Um, Tess says she booked the place on Airbnb a long time ago and the guy says he booked it on HomeAway. So it's the classic oh. double book situation. hate when that happens. I hate that. So after a little back and forth and with nowhere to go, the man invites Tess inside to sort things out. He's like, come on in. Like, let's call these idiots who double booked us and see what they're willing to do. So she enters. And as the camera pans inside with her, we fade to black. Creepy music plays. Boom. Movie title. Barbarian. Which I got to get this out now. Did you ever watch Dave the Barbarian when you were a kid? Because that's all I think of. I think I just aged out of it when it came on, but um, I did cool. remember seeing it. Okay, because that's all I want you to know. Every time you say it, that's all I can think of. It's just ba- you Barbarian. Know what? It won't come up a lot. It really doesn't have too much to do with exactly what happens in the movie. I like it. Fine by me. Yeah, it, it's it. I think it makes enough sense. Okay. For the movie. But it's it's, a, it's it's not a running theme. So, I trust you. Now we're inside the house. Tess looks around and it's decorated like the most generic Airbnb you've ever been in. Like everything okay. is like flipper style. Everything was on sale Great at floors. Home Goods. Yeah. We're living, so Tess, we're laughing, we're loving. Yes. Tess asks where the bathroom is. But before she goes, she asks the man to show her his email confirmation. Very smart. Confirmed yes. that he also had... And even, well, I mean, I don't think it's very smart but to also, go inside the, the no. place anyway, but... But to yeah. ask for confirmation, yes. To ask for confirmation. So the guy's like, he's vaguely annoyed uh, that she's suspicious, but obviously she's going to be suspicious. He goes to get his phone. Um, once they confirm that they have been double booked, Tess concedes and says that she's going to go find a new place to stay. Yeah. Um, the man is concerned for her, saying that the neighborhood doesn't look great. And that she shouldn't just be by herself in her car driving around late at night in the rain. Which She's safer yeah, by herself in her car with a lock. That's a, yeah, it's still a little sketchy. Uh, I should mention this is in Detroit, Michigan, in like a very rough section of Detroit. Okay. Um, he offers to have her stay at the Airbnb. Um, Tess sits on the couch and looks up hotels in the area. And the man introduces himself as Keith. 
He offers to make her some tea. She declines. And then Smart. offers the bottle of wine. One of those, like, you know how sometimes fancy, yeah. like, Airbnbs will leave, like, a bottle of wine or whatever? So that's like, what this one did. I don't know this, but I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. I've been, at, I've been at least two Airbnbs that have done that. I have been at oh. multiple Airbnbs that leave out snack baskets, which is very we nice. We only had that happen once, and that was when we went to that Silence of the Lambs place. You've been, you went to our Airbnb. You got attacked by a for chicken. For my wedding. <laughs> yes. No, not for your wedding. Um, For uh another another couple's wedding oh yeah wedding. another friend's wedding yeah yeah, yeah yes yeah. okay um but when did you get attacked by a chicken at your wedding Haley? i don't know <laughs> I, I gotta be honest with you that whole fucking week's a blur <laughs> that whole year's a blur anyway so um he offers her some of the the bottle of wine that was left there and she also declines that as she's Smart. calling a local hotel to ask about vacancy, Keith announces that he's making tea for himself, and he's he's just going to make Tessa cup too. He's already going to make it for himself, so he's gonna no. he's gonna make her some tea. That's fine. She's not going to drink it, Keith. Back the fuck up. Yeah, who well, plays who here? Can you also tell me when uh, this Georg- happens? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Georgina Campbell no, okay. uh, is Tess. She's our protagonist. Bill okay. Skarsgård is Keith. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was that shifty motherfucker. All right. So Justin Long would never Pennywise, do me like this. Pennywise from it is offering her tea yeah he's putting the yeah. tea bag in and he's going you'll float too bitches like uh, absolutely not i don't trust I'm him taking a hit i don't for trust that. him <laughs> is that gonna be a thing every time i say something funny then you're gonna take a hit if you say something actually funny i'll take a hit that was hurtful <laughs> um <laughs> anyway um, i didn't like how that was answered put it on the record thank you very step much step up your game bitch <laughs> so so Keith is making Tess a, cu- a cup of tea. Tess gets off the phone with a hotel. There's no vacancy. Keith is like, oh, shit. I just remembered there's this big medical convention in town. There's not going to be a room anywhere. Like, like there's no hotel. There's going to be no vacancy. How does he know this? Well, so he offers to let Tess stay the night at the house. She could take the bedroom with the lock on the door and he'll just stay on the couch. Nah, Tess nah, he's is, got a lock picking kit. I can feel it. <laughs> Tess is understandably uneasy, but she's really left with no options. It's the middle of the night at this point. Um, it's raining. She's in a, a dangerous type area that she is not familiar with. So she I agrees. Don't like Tess. But she's like, I'm not like you've already been sleeping in that bed. So like the only way I'm sleeping in that bed is if we like completely wash the sheets. Good for so her. they they strip the bed and as they're washing the sheets, um, Keith went to get the rest of Tessa's things. He's like kind of acting nice. She offers to take him. the she offers to take the couch at first, but he's like he won't have it. And then getting her stuff because he was like, well, I have a raincoat and you don't, so like I'm gonna go and grab your stuff from the car. Um, and then he offers to take her stuff to the bedroom. Uh, but it's all like with this kind of creepy undercurrent. We're like we're yeah. we're we're concerned about this arrangement. So after Tess says that he didn't have to do that uh, to be nice, he responds both times by saying, "Not even up for discussion." Like he's like, "Not even up for discussion." Like I'm going to get your stuff. Like y- you just take it easy. Like you're good. Uh, mm. Yeah. And then she's like, "Well, I'll take the couch." Like I intruded on you. And he's like, "Not up for discussion." Like I was raised better than this. Like you you get the the bedroom. You were raised better than to cut off a woman and tell her not well, up for discussion. So Tess locks herself in the bedroom and notices that Keith left his wallet in there. Hell she yeah. immediately opens it, checks his ID. He was not lying about his name. Everything is correct. And then takes a picture of his license. Hell yeah. 
Tess then goes to the bathroom to brush her teeth and wash her face. Um, a little bit of trivia here. Director Zach Kreger originally had in the script that she went to go take a shower, but then changed it to quote unquote wash up after multiple women in his life said a woman in that position would not take a shower. It's true. Yeah. So she washes her face and like brushes her teeth and like stuff like that, but she does not undress and go in the shower. No. Um, so when she comes out of the room like after she washes up she goes back into the bedroom to get like changed into comfies and everything the sheets aren't done yet so like she's not going to bed or anything yeah so she comes out of the room and keith is sitting at the dining table with the bottle of wine out and two glasses out what is with this dude and drinks well he starts to nervously kind of ramble that he didn't want to open the wine before she came out because he noticed that she didn't drink the tea and he's like well i don't blame you for that like i totally get it like in this position like i don't blame you for that like i'm a stranger and this is a weird situation and he i guess he finds that he's getting uh like tess finds that him getting flustered is really charming no so she's like she kind of calms down a bit and she like sits down with keith and she declines the wine again, so he's Good like, girl. "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink wine because I'm, I'm flustered here." So they start to ease up around each other, and Keith asks what Tess is doing in town, and she says that she has a job interview the next day for a research position for a documentary filmmaker. Cool. And when she mentions one of the previous films that this filmmaker has made about jazz, Keith says he actually saw it and tess doesn't believe him she's like there's no fucking way you saw that like it was a tiny documentary like why would you ever see it right but he starts naming like specific parts about it and saying yeah i did see it like i really enjoyed it and she's actually surprised and she starts talking about the new film that's in the works about a music collective scene in detroit and keith is like you know who you should interview for that and she's like who he's like me and what? it turns out that Keith is one of the founders of this music collective. Huh. So we cut to the, like, we go to black. We cut to a clearly done washing machine. Like, it's not running anymore. And then we pan back into the living room where Tess and Keith, they're hanging out on the couch now. They're both drinking the wine. They have moved on in conversation. They're talking about men, women, and relationships. And they start in with the age old men and women are different conversation. And Tess proposes that if the roles were reversed and Keith had been the one to show up at the house in the middle of the night, Tess never would have let him in. Oh, yeah. Obviously. No fucking way. And um, they talk about that kind of going back and forth. And Keith um, gives her kind of like a little pep talk on her relationship situation. I guess they had started talking about, she was talking about this Marcus guy that she ignored two phone calls from. Um, and he's like, well, like this is how you should deal with the situation. So they're kind of getting like buddy, buddy now. Okay. So then we move on to the bedroom. Not in that way. Keith continues to be charming by showing Tess how he puts the duvet cover back on the, the blanket um, he like puts it like over his head, like so he's inside of it, and then asks her to like give him the blanket where he grabs the corners and he shakes it out to to get the the duvet cover on. She's laughing, like it's she's enjoying herself. It's it's a cute moment. It's too um, cute. They have like a small kind of awkward, maybe flirty interaction uh, before he leaves, and Tess closes the door, but 
just lock it. Lock the she goes fucking door, Tess. Well, she's like, maybe Keith is like not a bad guy. Like, what if he came Tess. in the middle of the night to me? Like, mm, would that be so bad? Tess. So in the darkness of the night, Keith, uh, sorry, Tess hears uh, some weird noise and she shoots up in bed to find the door partially open. Yeah. She definitely closed the door when she went to sleep. The door is now partially open and she can hear Keith making like some scared whimpering sounds in the living room on the couch. She calls his name softly, but he doesn't answer. So she tiptoes out to check on him and he seems to be having a nightmare because he is whimpering and gasping and twitching on the couch. Tess says his name again, a bit more forcefully this time, but he still doesn't answer. So she gently puts a hand on his shoulder and he shoots awake screaming. Buck the Uh, fuck up, Keith. Yeah, well, he he is like so freaked out. He asked Tess, "What is she, what, like? What are you doing?" And Tess is like, "Well, I, like I the door was open. Did you open the door? Because the door was open. You were making noises, whatever." And like they're they're both freaked out. So she's like, "I'm sorry." She goes back to the bedroom, locks the door this time, and goes to sleep. The next morning, Tess wakes up, checks her phone, sees that she's actually running late for her interview. So she's quickly getting ready throwing clothes on and everything and um when she opens the bedroom door keith is not there anymore she finds a note Mm. on the table saying uh quote hey i had to run but please leave the key in the lockbox and i'll see you this evening break a leg today k p.s i had a great time last night okay it's a cute note tess smiles Mm. and as she's leaving she puts the key in the lockbox she comes down the front steps going back to her car and this is the first time she sees the neighborhood in the light of day literally every other house around down the block on both sides of her is fully abandoned graffitied boarded up tarps over the roofs overgrown lawns burned out cars on front lawns it looks like a post-apocalyptic set it is horrifying a house across the street has graffiti on it that says quote death from below this will no. come up later um so as she's driving toward the city uh center for her interview she sees kind of more of the same this is an extreme extremely rundown neighborhood uh then we go we're at tessa's interview she's waiting at a table um in a cafe for her interviewer and she's looking at her phone and pulls up the picture that she took of Keith's license. She zooms in on his picture and she smiles to herself um, before being knocked out of her fantasy by the interviewer greeting her. We then cut to outside the building where we can see Tess and this other woman who's interviewing her. Um, Things seem to be going well. Conversation is flowing. It's one of those that like we're seeing from the outside of a a window. Mm -hmm. So like we can't hear what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. But everything looks to be, like, going great. So as they are leaving, the woman asks Tess where she's staying uh, while she's in town. And Tess says that it's this Airbnb in the Brightmoor neighborhood. And the other woman stops with genuine concern and says to Tess that she shouldn't be there and she should be extremely careful. Now, I looked this up later. Okay. Brightmoor is a real neighborhood in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I went down some blocks on Google Street View, and some were taken as early as 2022, 2023. Okay. And it definitely does not look as bad as the movie makes it seem. Okay. Um, there definitely are pockets that are sketchy, like all major cities, obviously. 
Um, but there were a ton of cute houses with manicured lawns and like everything looks really cute. It looks like any other suburb. So it's not like this entire neighborhood is burned out scary. Interesting. Um, maybe it was at some point it. and that's why it was referenced. I don't know. Maybe. But it I, did, yeah, I don't know either. From my, my viewing of it on just Google Street View, it did not look that bad. So Tess pulls back up to the house after her interview and she's headed up to the door and a man, a homeless man comes running from down the street, screaming at her. Tess runs to the door and barely gets the keys from the lockbox and inside the house before the man reaches the door, pounds on it, screaming, hey, little girl, get out of that house now. And at this point, Tess is fucking done. She's done with this shit. She rushes to put everything back in her bag and she calls the police. The dispatcher says that there are no available units at this time, is very dismissive of her. What the fuck? Because she's looking out the window and she's like, well, like a man ran up and he he was like screaming at me and the, the, the dispatcher is like, well, is he still there? And she's like, no, I don't see him. And she's like, ma'am, we don't have any available units. Like, no one's coming. So. What the fuck? Yeah. So. The man has gone. Tess is kind of like calming down a little bit more. She goes to pee and sees that there's no uh, toilet paper. So she's like, oh, fuck. So she what? checks. Who? What? This she, guy's been there for how long and there's no toilet paper? I don't know. So she goes to check under the sink in a bunch of cabinets and closets. There isn't any. So she sees a door to the basement and she opens it and peeks down to see that there's a whole package of toilet paper sitting on top of the um, one of the boilers or machines down there. So she runs down the steps to go grab one. And as she's coming back up, the basement door closes and she's locked in. It's an auto lock door, which doesn't make sense for a basement door. But whatever. No. So she quickly realizes that she left her phone on the table upstairs. No, Tess. Yes, and in her hurry to get inside the house before, she didn't put the keys back inside the lockbox, so she has the keys with her. So that means Keith can't get back in, so she is locked in. She looks for something to prop her up because there is, like, one of those, like, small basement windows um, that you're, like, legally required to have. Right, right. Um, So she's... um, She wants to see, like, how she can, like, prop herself up so that she can see Keith when he comes... Like when he walks by the house, right? Um, Assuming she's he looking comes in that direction. Yeah. Well, it's it's right underneath like where the the front door is, so it's right oh, by like okay. right underneath by the like where the front steps are. So she's looking around all these different shelving units in the basement for something to like stand on, and she sees there there's this rope coming out of the wall, and she pulls on it, and it just like it's one of those it's a, like it keeps coming and coming and coming, oh. and as she's pulling on it it opens this hidden door to a secret passageway and she is standing on the threshold. The camera zooms in, the music is, the creepy music is swelling and she just says, nope. Yeah. (laughs) Like any sane person would. And, um, some time passes. She's sitting on the stairs, clearly waiting for Keith to get back. And she just looks at the open secret door. No, no. So she's, she's, gonna be down there for a while she's getting curious so she finds a floor length mirror that's also in the basement and she uses it to reflect the the basement light in down into the passageway to Very see clever. like where it is or like how it ends or what else is in there um and she can like kind of see like it goes down for a little while but she 
find something to prop the mirror up so that it's constantly like throwing light into this passageway and mm. she walks down the hallway mm. there's about there's another door about like a hundred feet inside she opens it and flicks the light on inside is what i can only describe as the bathroom from saw terrifying oh great yep. there is a video camera on a tripod that is pointed at a very stained twin bed with no sheets on it mm. on the floor is a dirty spackle bucket and she peeks around the corner and there's a bloody handprint on the wall oh, okay time yeah. to go Tess quickly backs out of the room, and when she gets back into the basement, she hears Keith knocking on the door up above her. So she's able to call to him from that little window and pass him the key through the basement window, and he is able to get inside. He gets her out of the basement. Okay. She's freaking out, absolutely, like, inconsolable, freaking out, telling him about this secret room. He's trying oh, to calm no. her down, and... And he's going to do the eye thing, isn't he? What, the eye thing? Yeah, the Pennywise eye thing where the eye goes. And oh, no. <laughs> so he's he's trying to calm her down. And he's like, I don't even, like, I can't even imagine what you're talking about. Like, what are you saying? He's like, I got to go. I got to see it. Like, no, no, you don't. Like, he's like, I'm sorry for not like taking this as seriously, but I didn't see what you saw. So oh my God. I don't I don't get what's so terrifying. Oh, so, my God. He says he's, yeah, he says he's going to check it out. He doesn't believe her. And she, in the, the most logical part of the entire movie, I don't think she's one of those characters that, like, does the stupidest thing every single time. Uh, right. But this is by far the most logical part of the movie. She's like, I'm packing my shit and I'm leaving. Like, Good go down her. there and see what you want to see, but I'm, I'm fucking out of here. Bye, I'm bitch. not. Get out. So she ha she's like headed out the door and keith begs her he's like please just like i'm gonna go check it out stay up here and if i yell to you like then you can call for help but like please let me get out of the basement before you leave like you don't have Fair. to come down the stairs you don't have Fair. to like come with me but like stay here and she's like okay <sighs> so teth sorry keith goes into the basement and uh, goes into the room and Tess yells at him from the top of the stairs asking if he's seen it. And he, he says yes. And when she asks him to come back up, there's nothing but silence. She, Bye, Keith. Calls it, she calls his name again and he does not answer. And that's when Tess starts walking down the steps. Mm -mm. Um, but the basement door is starting to close. So she rushes back up to catch it and catches it before it closes. And... She finds a dining room chair to bring over to prop the, the basement door fully open so it can't accidentally shut. Nuh -uh. Um, And that's when she goes all the way down the stairs looking for Keith. Does she, she have her phone? Down. Yes. Yeah, okay. she has her phone now. She, she's using that for flashlight. That is important to say. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so she is walking down the dark passageway to the room and she's calling softly for Keith. She gets to the room she doesn't see him and cautiously looks under the bed and the way that this is shot is perfect because we start with like her hand on the bed and we're panning kind of right behind her head so she would see what's under the bed before we do which i think is really smart because usually they have the camera go first and then yeah. the character kind of meets you um but, I don't think I'm but she like looks this. under the bed she looks under the bed there's nothing there okay 
you smirked at me when I said that, so I was assuming so the worst. She comes out of the room and she's looking down the passageway and she's like, "What the f- like? What the fuck? Like, there's nowhere else to fucking go." Yeah. But she walks a little bit farther down and she sees there's yet another doorway. What the that fuck? Leads, it it leads to a whole other basement. <gasps> and so this is one of those basements that's like it's literally like hand dug out of the rock of like whatever found it's below the foundation of the house it is like so sub sub basement it literally no. looks like um it looks like a mine tunnel no you know how they have like the wooden props like, i do keep i it, don't like upright this. yeah that's what it looks like it is horrifying and there's steps down to it so it's not like it's not like it's another hallway there's steps down to this thing keith's gone and you can't forever, see it Tess. you might as well you go. can't see it to the bottom so hold on i lost my page that's okay. okay i'm losing my mind so yeah so this time it leads to even narrower hallway straight down steps into full darkness seemingly built out of the foundation walls itself mm. she nervously yells for keith she hears something and cautiously makes her way down uh with only her phone light at this point in the uh the sound there's a bunch of just like atmospheric kind of noises and the very pr- the no music um very prominently the sound of like a heartbeat that makes the oh, scene like no. really terrifying it's and it sounds slightly irregular too like it's very oh, like kind of trippy so at the bottom of the steps she sees this metal gate and pushes it aside walking down the hall she can hear screaming from far away and she comes around a corner and sees like a kind of like not a not a separate room but kind of like a cutout of a room um with two extremely large empty dog cages what like human-sized dog cages no i don't think they with, have newfies in there with metal bowls in them they don't have newfies she in there. screams for keith again and continues down the hall and this is the this is probably the scariest jump scare of the entire movie out of the darkness keith hurries up to tess on his hands and knees on his hands having, and knees yes, having somebody crawling on their hands and knees in the, no. out of the darkness is literally Absolutely my worst fear not. if i had Absolutely a child not. that ever did that i swear to god i would kick them down a the hall I, like I, I can't like that would be it for me elliot will tell you if i have somebody if somebody quickens their pace behind me i freak out oh yeah i don't oh, yeah. do the As fight or flight i do the drop to the floor as you should i hate it i hate if someone rushes upstairs behind me fuck that every no. day fuck no 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 and they I get will horse they deserve whatever is coming to them did you yes. just say i will horse kick you i will horse kick you down the stairs <laughs> fuck you i will don't even play don't even pretend it as a joke i will like, i never you. would no but i just the the image of you horse kicking anybody is just amazing yeah. and it's what i need right now yeah. so fuck that keith in the creepiest way possible keith, you deserved death. this and he's begging her to keep quiet she's freaking out saying they're uh-huh. like like we got to get out of here we got to get out of here keith is begging her to shut up whispering there's someone else down here there's someone else down here no i hate she tries to lead him out the way she came like back up the steps through the hallway into the basement whatever and he's like no that's the direction they went in like we can't go that way and he's pulling her further and further into the darkness and tess refuses to go and keith uh and pulls keith forward when out of the darkness no a figure appears no this is what seems to be a deformed probably about seven foot tall uh naked woman yeah uh keith uh this woman pulls keith away 
from Tess repeatedly bashes his head into the wall over and what? over again, pulverizing it to a pulp. Literally, no. y- you oh, see fuck. it. You see oh, shit. Oh, you fuck. Hate to oh, see fuck. It. oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Uh, the creature then like throws him to the ground and screams in Tess's face, and we hard cut to black. And it's ah! at this point that we learn Keith was actually a good guy. Fuck. Yeah. You know, it's his own like, fault he for looking like that. He wasn't trying to be the creep. There's a different creep in this movie. Um, it's that, so, it's it's that fucking that fucking thing. Oh God! Hold on, gotta take a sip of my water and another hit. Here we go. Because uh, we're into part two of this movie. Oh, it's in parts. It's not. Oh. But this 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 is like you if you this walked in it, if you walked in at this point you'd think you were seeing a different movie. So the next yes, scene begins. This is the moment where I think I would be seeing a different movie, not all of the i don't yeah. like okay go the ahead. next scene begins on what like i said i put in my notes what seems to be a different movie aj okay. played by justin long is driving down the pacific coast highway in a red convertible singing to a song on the radio okay. he gets a call from what i guess is his manager and is put on a group call with his whole team he's oh. an actor of some sort um the character not justin long i know justin long is an actor <laughs> um and they tell him as like a team that a woman on one of his projects on this new pilot accused him of sexual assault and Ooh. they're calling to tell him he's fired. Like the, Ooh. if the pilot moves forward, it's not going to be with you. And Ooh. he is freaking out. He's like that fucking bitch. Like, what did she even say? And the, the one, the one woman on the call, which I guess is like his manager or something. And, uh, AJ is like, that bitch say I raped her, and the woman's like, "Yes, yes, she said you raped her." Wow, good for her. Yeah, and it's like the the call is actually it's about something horrible, obviously. Yes, but the but the call is well. actually funny because, <laughs> like, I guess like some other person on his team's like, "Hey, buddy, uh, we gotta tell you something, and uh, <laughs> you're, you're not gonna want to freak out. You're gonna be it's, it's gonna work out." And then like, it's just the way it's worded, it seems. It's just so funny. So he pulls off uh, onto like one of those like random highway pull-offs like right next to the road and it's like freaked out screaming. Mm. The next scene is AJ meeting with his accountant or wealth. I think he refers to him as his wealth manager. I don't know. Please. Uh, to go over his shit. finances saying like, okay, well, I got zero money coming in. This is what all my lawyer fees are going to be. This is, he's like, well, I'm definitely getting off. So like like it's gonna be fine it's gonna be totally fine so how long can i last on the money i have bringing zero dollars in and the the accountant is like well uh to compete with your current lifestyle which seems to be a red convertible (laughs) uh and just it seems like he's not trying to save anything no um no belt loops being tightened he's like well you got like three months if you're gonna go at this pace so he's like well i have like michigan properties like i'll just go and sell those and so he uh, aj flies to michigan and um he goes to see his the the, like the real estate manager or whatever to go get the keys to the house which surprise is the airbnb in question why does he own this house this is an undetermined amount of time later by the way why does he own this house I don't know. I guess it's where he grew up or something. 
the so fuck? So there's there's a, a a little bit more information like about him. Like he has a phone call with his mom that he's really kind of an asshole to her, and like he like more of a conversation with like his team and the accountant stuff. I'm kind of skipping over that because it's not truly relevant. Um, but yeah, he flies to Michigan. He gets to the Airbnb. Um, and he walks inside and he sees like Tess's stuff is still there. Keith's stuff is still there. And he calls the rental manager to find out that the rent, the house had not been rented for several weeks. So what their rental company does is that they clean before the next renters come in okay so they don't clean at the end of a rental period so they didn't they didn't go at the end and see that all their shit was still there that's stupid it's stupid but fair yeah um he was probably cutting corners i can feel this because listen like yeah that's not how rental properties work well he's a bitch to the rental people on the phone whatever he's a bitch to everyone he talks to um he's yeah like he's he's like washing his face or whatever and he's um he is talking to his mom and kind of being like a whiny child to his mom of course and is like hold on hold on i got another call i got i got an important call i gotta take and he like hangs up on his mom and he uh answers to one of his friends with hey f slur oh my god yeah so oh, he's he one of those guys. Everything that's coming. He's one to of him. those guys. So he's yeah. he's me. If, ju- if you use the F slur for yeah. any reason, you're a piece of shit. Full stop. Go ahead. Yeah. So he, it, it, we're getting the impression that like this is like one of his like he's from Detroit. Yeah. So he's meeting with an old friend at a bar, uh, like one of those like local loud bars. Uh, surprise, surprise! The friend that he meets is actually played by Zach Kreger. Oh. So that's fun. That's cute. Um. So the the friend is like, bro, like what really happened with that girl? Like what what really like like you oh, can tell me, like shit. I'm your bro, like what really happened? You and, can tell me I'm your bro. Go ahead. And they're and they're drinking, obviously, and AJ goes to he basically describes that he raped no. her. He's like, oh. well, she needed a little convincing, but <gasps> like and the guy the fr- the guy is like, Well, did she say no? He's like, Yeah, at first, but like by the end of it, she was into it. It's giving Aziz it's giving it's giving asshole yeah so yeah he's giving the type of guy that would use the f slur as a joke yeah so he basically says he raped her but whatever oh my god so he gets back to the house later in the night he's incredibly drunk he leaves the like as he's walking through the door he's leaving his accuser this woman a rambling voicemail being like i'm so sorry we can work this out like like there's like no problem like let's figure this out without lawyer stuff and he's like clearly very drunk rambling whatever well yeah because he's incriminating himself the more he speaks what a dumbass because when he first landed in michigan and he was like grabbing the rental car he was talking to um like like i don't know one of the lawyers or something Mm. and he was like i think this could be fixed like i don't even think we need to go to court like i could just talk to her and like like we'll we'll work this out and the lawyer's like absolutely fucking not you are not speaking to her oh my god what a dumbass what a dumbass so yeah so he leaves the rambling voicemail the next day he goes through tess's and keith's things to like find out who they are finds tess's uh laptop opens it sees her like can see her name on like the lock screen but like can't unlock the laptop he then hears a noise in the basement 
and goes down the steps. Um, the doors, the basement door is still propped open. Like Tess propped it open mm-hmm. when she first went down there. It's still open. So the door to the passageway is now closed. Um, but he can see that the, the like Tess had set up the floor length mirror to like point to the door. Okay. So that they could get more light. So he sees that set up and then he sees kind of the outline of a door and quickly finds like the, the rope to pull to open the secret door. And he's mm-hmm. like, Oh shit. Um, he walks immediately walks into the hallway down the creepy room. No. And then we smash cut to him Googling if an underground room could be counted as more square footage, <gasps> which is hilarious. It is one of the funniest <laughs> things. Cause he's like underground, no windows. Like, and then he's like reading all the caveats of like what can be considered square footage. So he's like, all right, all right, we got this. So he goes down, he goes back down with a measuring tape and he's no. completely unfazed by how creepy it is. He's measuring the bitch. length and width of the room. Like, oh my God. Like put his hand on the incredibly stained, gross bed is like, ugh. um, I thought you were going to say he put his hand on the handprint, like not looking. And I was like, oh my God. He sees it, goes right by it, is measuring stuff, muttering, like counts, like, like keeping track of stuff in his head. Um, And once he leaves the room, he finds the door to the creepier sub basement and he's absolutely delighted to find more space this this Ah. part is laugh out loud funny it is so good because like you had just seen tess's reaction to all these things and like incredibly like absolutely what anybody's reaction would be he opens the door to like a mine tunnel that goes down into like the nothingness and he's like fuck yes oh my god yeah. no what a dumbass he goes <gasps> down he's measuring as he goes down the stairs he even sees the cages like those creepy yes. human-sized yes. dog cages and offhandedly goes what the fuck is this and walks by it just like measuring shit and he goes god. and he sees there's a light coming from a room down the hall like this pinkish light and yeah. he can hear like a little something so he gets uh. He gets into the doorway and mm. there is a small TV on the floor and it is playing an instructional video of a woman breastfeeding. No. Yeah. So he's standing there like he, he like he had the measuring tape out because he was measuring anything and he's just like peeked through the doorway and he's like, what the fuck is happening? And so something at this point pulls on the measuring tape and pulls all the tape out like real real quick and it it, like tears out of aj's hand and this is the point Uh -uh. at which she becomes afraid too late but finally at least so he yells out and he by the way he had brought he he had found a flashlight so he brought a flashlight in (sighs) and he also has a knife that he brought from the kitchen what about his phone i think he also has his phone okay but he's using the flashlight for uh, for life. smart smart don't drain your battery go ahead yeah so he pulls out the the knife that he had brought from the kitchen and um runs down the hall in the opposite direction of the sound that he had heard mm-hmm. um also i will say at this point these hallway tunnels are never ending they literally i hate cris- that. they must crisscross a- across town with how much I hate tunnels that. these are it is horrifying I hate that so he gets to a junction and drops the flashlight 
Um, so now it only works in like short bursts. So he has mm-hmm. to like smack it and like the light flashes, the light flashes. So we then see the deformed woman coming closer in, fl- in short flashes. Like one of those things that like every time the light flashes, he's closer and closer and closer. And so uh, AJ starts running again and he falls into a pit and he cuts himself with on the arm with the knife that he had brought uh. in the process. And then the woman gets up close to him and closes a grate above his head so that he is oh, in a pit shit. covered by a, a cage, essentially. We're all in the pit. Yeah. And surprise, Tess is there. And she Uh. throws her hand over his mouth to shut him up. And then we do another crazy smash cut to a completely other different movie. And now we are in an idyllic, borderline cartoonish 1950s neighborhood. Everything has per like it looks like it's in a like a snow globe almost. Okay, it's got these perfect manicured lawns, brightly colored houses. We recognize. Um, the house that we're focused on is an early version of the Airbnb house. It's a little yellow house with a little front porch. A man walks out the door and leaves the house and he's, uh, he drives off. And this is kind of shot like we are controlling him in a video game. It's like shot from right oh. above his head. So we, cool. we follow him driving and then going to the grocery store and then pushing a cart around. And he goes to pick up various baby items and things for a home birth at the grocery store and this man is creepy immediately his voice is creepy his vibe is creepy his face is creepy his posture is creepy this is richard blake or richard Richard break richard break i think it is hi richard break yeah richard blake i think hale isn't that a broadway actor (laughs) maybe i think so i think if it's who i'm thinking of maybe it could be richard break so he gets everything he needs to from the um the grocery store this is where he like um asks like a grocery store attendant for like help looking for something and she like starts handing him different things that he's gonna need and this is where he gets the um breastfeeding instructional vhs jesus yeah I'm not getting a good feeling about this. No, this is horrible. So as he is leaving, he sees a pretty woman in a yellow dress uh, get into a blue car and he follows her from a distance. Hmm. He, um, she goes into, she like, they drive for a little while. She goes into her house and is just tidying up and he is like half a block away he can see her like go into the house he gets out of his car and goes to the trunk to put on a workman suit like that onesie no canvasy workman suit with a a name tag on it Uh. um so he goes up to this woman's door and he poses as a plumber he's like there's been a bunch of um problems in the area we just want to check the pipes make sure everything's good she's like oh okay so he goes he goes to her bathroom and turns on the sink to like fake check it and while he's in the bathroom he unlocks the bathroom window he then comes out is like everything's good call us if there's a problem no biggie so he then drives home and brings the items that he bought into the basement and once he opens the basement door we can hear a woman screaming so we are to learn that this man uh this obviously it doesn't seem like his first rodeo too so this is his mo he poses as a working person to get into people's houses leaves a door unlocked leaves a window or something unlocked um while he's there and then goes back later on to prey on this person 
and seemingly take them back to his basement and torture them this is very this is very btk of like the getting like being a working person getting into somebody's house and like that's your victim now so oh my god i hate this yes so then we cut back to tess and aj in the pit tess dresses aj's wound with just like a scrap of fabric or something from someone's shirt i guess and tells him she's like you have to be calm and not upset the woman who i will now refer to as the mother that is who the mother is oh god damn it like a fucking sourdough starter yes so this is the mother so she (sighs) she comes up to the grate and holds down a gross bottle of milk what no no aj refuses to drink from it but tess drinks from it when it's held out to her the mother then points it back to aj who still refuses and Tess is like drink from it you have to do it like she wants you to be her baby you have to do it and so AJ's refusing and the mother jumps into the pit pets Tess's head real quick like this is my nice baby and then throws AJ over her shoulder and drags him back up and leaves the grate open so she is gone with AJ Tess is alone in the pit but the great is open and aj dropped the flashlight so she has the flashlight too okay okay you know what i'm not feeling so bad about this anymore get it girl so the mother brings aj back to the room with the breastfeeding video is she gonna show him how to breastfeed and attempts to force aj to breastfeed oh my god no this is how you're supposed to do it you stupid baby i like that pretty much i like so tess is we we cut back to tess she's able to get herself out of the pit but as Wait, she's walking one, yes one quick thing it's not that he doesn't want to breastfeed he just needs some convincing he just needs con- convincing you gotta like yeah. rub his lips all over it and you just jam he, him he, on he, there he doesn't want it right now but he just he just doesn't know that he doesn't want it yeah that he wants it he doesn't know that he wants it it's, it's just a, gotta help him it's a pretty rough scene to watch poor justin long uh had to be squished up against a fake titty for a while but <laughs> i don't know maybe that's his thing He's got a podcast. He'll tell you about it. I, I was going to say, I've seen Kate Bosworth. I don't think so. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So <laughs> um, as she's as Tess is running down the hall, um, she gets like right past the room and she steps on the fucking measuring tape. And you know how when a measuring tape, no. you step on it or you crinkle it. it yeah. Does like, shush, shush, shush. So it does that. And the mother hears it and chases after her, no. leaving aj now oh she's so, just a nice baby tess is able to like sprint down the hall she makes it up the steps she's past the room with the camera in the bed through the basement door but the basement door is unlocked is- she rushes down to the window that she had passed the keys yeah, through yeah, to yeah, keep yeah, yeah. and she hoists herself out Go and girl. a pair of hands drags yeah. drags her away from the window just as the mother is there like no. about about to pull her back in so th- oh 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 okay she gets out she's out okay somebody somebody helped her out and the hands Hell yeah belong to the homeless man who had yelled at tess not to get to not to go into the house yeah smart guy so good he guy. knows about the mother he knows that she is there and says to tess that she's not even the worst thing that's down there tess what the fuck tess begs the man for help to call for to call for help for aj but the man refuses and tells tess that the mother comes out at night and she is better she better not be hanging around there when she does because Mm. bad things will happen 
the next two things that I'm going to talk about happen simultaneously, but I grouped them together so that they make more sense. We'll get to it in a second. So we then come back into the basement. AJ is uh, walking, like he got away from the mother. He's walking into the bowels of this abyss. Um, Yeah, so the mother was distracted. He goes down and sees a, a junction at one of the tunnels and sees a bell attached to a string very weird no. so he follows the string down 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 different hallways and then they finally lead into a room and he hears the mother coming for him so he's he's running down this hall following the string um the mother comes out of the shadows but once she sees where aj is right in front of this this door where the string goes into the mother just backs away into the darkness she's she's not even going near oh there. shit that's when you know it's bad so in the room aj walks in immediately covers his nose with the shirt something smells like garbage down here he walks over a thick layer of garbage just cans and wrappers and gross and he finds a bag with woman's clothing and in it is the yellow flower dress from the 1950s woman oh shit and he's startled by a man's cough behind him and he turns to see uh by the way he he's using his phone light now Uh, So that's how he's seeing around here. So he turns around and sees a very old bedridden Frank, which is the creepy 1950s man, Mm. the the rapist man, Mm. uh, just in the bed. AJ thinks that Frank is being held prisoner by the mother there, too, and is, like, concerned for him. Simultaneously. Yeah. Simultaneously. That's just like him. Okay. That he thinks that this man is the victim here. God damn it. So as this is also happening, we're intercut with Tess walks all the way to a gas station um her the keys for her rental car are inside the house she's not going back inside the fucking house so she walks to a gas station where she calls for help and an officer arrives and immediately does not take her seriously thinks that she is on drugs she looks like a crazy person she her clothes her clothes are ripped and stained her hair is wild like she looks like she's been having a go of it yeah but they they believe her enough that she is able to show them to the house but she doesn't have the keys and the fact that tess doesn't live there the officers do nothing and leave for another call what the they're like they're like lady you don't own this house like there's no proof of anything like we like the only thing that we see here is you busted the basement window so unless you want to be in trouble yeah and And also but also you didn't see her do that and also, if it's busted, pushed out, wouldn't that tell you something? Also, everybody look to the left. Everybody look to the right. Every other house on the street is fucking a nightmare village. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If there's one window broken on this house, fuck you, sir. So they leave for another call. This. And it's worth noting at this point that it's starting to get dark. The sun is starting mm. to set. Now we are back in the tunnels with AJ and Frank. AJ finds a bunch of <laughs> VHS tapes. No. On a shelf with titles such as no. the classics Sarah M. No. Cab Driver. What? Smiley Dash Old and Jane Dash Screamer. What? Tons of VHS tapes with this. There's one that's in the 
the um, TV VCR. The, well, it's the TVR V the, the TV VCR the t- combination combo. TV VCR. Yeah. Yes. So there's one that's like the you know how it's like half in, so you can still read the spine of it. Yeah. So there's one in there right now. Um, and AJ puts it in and plays oh, it. I think it's that's and, a stupid ass decision. Yeah, and we don't see it, but we do hear that it is a non-consensual sex tape. And oh. obviously, AJ recognizes somebody in it and turns oh. and turns on Frank who and is like, "What the fuck? Like this is like you're despicable. This is garbage," which is like kind of a commentary because he did something probably yeah. we can guess similar to somebody yeah. else. So, he turns on frank frank gets a gun out of his bedside table and points it towards aj first but then turns it on himself and pulls the trigger so he kills himself yeah so tess throws a rock through the window of the house the airbnb and she goes to get her the car keys it's full nighttime now doesn't matter oh no full night now the mother bursts out of the front door and Tess is in the car at this point. So she drives full speed at the mother, pinning her to the house, possibly killing her. And there's like, kind yeah. of like, there's like a little bit of a sad moment where like the mother has like her head on the windshield and she like kind of looks at Tess like whimpering, like, why Aww. my baby? Yeah, it's a little sad. So um, she, thinking she's taking the mother out and then the mm-hmm. threat is abated. She you, goes back into the basement. Yeah, she goes back into the basement to look for AJ who at this point has taken Frank's gun and is a little too trigger happy and shoots mm. Tess in the side. <gasps> no! Yeah. You dumbass. She's she's fine. She's injured, but she's she's able to like get up with AJ's help uh. and get out of the building. They both get out of the house, and as they're coming down the steps, the mother is no longer pinned by the car. God, I told you. You double tap. The car is also undrivable, and AJ refuses to go back into the house to get his car keys for his Mm. rental car. So they have no car. So at this point, Mm. Tess is like, "Um, all we can do is find the homeless man who, when he first uh, met up with Tess, he was like, I live in the old water tower over there, like... If you need what? me, I'll be there. Oh. But like, it's like an old disused water tower. Yeah. So he's I, like, yeah, I got confused for a second, and then okay, I, we're back. Yeah. So he's like, if you need me, that's where I'll be. But I'm not fucking. I'm not going in that house or whatever. So right. Tess is like, okay, let's head for the water tower. Like that's where the guy is. Like he at least knows what's up. So they walk down there. They find the homeless man, um, and. Uh, he sees them and takes them into the water tower to dress Tessa's wound. As they're Aww. sitting there, the, uh, he tells them that kind of like a little bit of a backstory that we kind of deduced through flashbacks mm. and stuff that Frank used to abduct women and keep them in the basement cellar. And he would have babies with them and then have babies with those babies and so on. And that is the result of the mother. This Oh, intergenerational incestual fucking... relationship yeah Jesus. really terrible so aj desperately wants to get help for tessa's gunshot wound he has this little monologue and kind of like a zoom in moment where he talks about 
how he hurt someone. He might be a bad person. And although he can't change what he's done, he wants to fix it. And in this moment, like we think he's talking about Tess, but we kind of gather that he's talking about his sexual assault allegations as well. Um, maybe seeing Frank's crimes changed his ways a little bit. We don't know. I mean, yeah, I would assume. Yeah. So the homeless man says that they're not leaving tonight. They're safe in the water tower because the mother has never gone there. Right. And as he's saying it, no, the mother bursts through the wall, grabs the homeless man, rips his entire arm off and beats him (gasps) to death with it. While Tess and AJ escape. Yeah, that's a brutal one, too. It also comes out of fucking nowhere. She just rips that arm off. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, so Tess and AJ escape. AJ quickly climbs the water tower to the top, not waiting for Tess, who's injured, behind him. Like, she's like, ow, like, help. Like, I can't do it. And he's just like, come on, come on. Oh, so God damn he's still kind of a little enough. Uh, they get to the top of the water tower, and Tess is like, the gun. He's like, oh, yeah. And he fumbles mm. it and drops it. What up? As oh the God. mother is like running up the the steps of the water tower, God so she it. she's up there. He's like, he's like, I can get away, but like Tess, you're gonna need to slow her down. Um, and he basically throws Tess off the water tower, no. and says to the mother, "Come get your baby." What and, the fuck? And the mother jumps to save Tess, like to follow her off the water tower. Oh, it's quiet. Te- uh, AJ makes his way down the steps of the water tower to the bodies of Tess and the mother. Um, the mother landed first, I guess, like cradling Tess. Oh. So he sees that Tess is alive. And as soon as he sees that she, he's alive, he like runs over to her and is in like full gaslight mode. He's like, I had no other choice. You actually, you slipped. Like, it's what? crazy. There's nothing I could have done. Like, like it's crazy. What? So, He's like, Fuck come on, we'll get guy. you help afterwards. Yeah. What? So the mother, the mother shoots up, grabs <gasps> AJ by the neck, lifts him, and squishes her no. thumbs into his eyes, no. which bubble goo. I hate that. No, stop and then with the straight goo. Up, Don't describe this. And then straight up rips his head in half. I like don't breaks like his head. This. Okay. Hot dog style in half. Why did you have to say hot dog style? That's I what it was. That. And you know, it didn't even go like all the way down to the neck. It was no. just like the top of the cranium. Just, I, okay, I get it. I'm taking out my headphones. I did. I was writing notes as that happened. So I did have to rewind and watch it again. <laughs> and Elliot was sitting at his desk and kind of like looked over at that point. It was like, ugh. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Yeah. I will say that is probably the most disgusting part of the whole movie, like visually. Um, yeah, it's not that it, it's not that bad. So it's if you not- can watch, if you can watch that part, you can watch the whole movie. It's not that bad. I so, can't do jump scare. Haley, I couldn't do you telling it. Yeah. So she, the mother then, obviously AJ is like <laughs> the most dead he's ever been. <laughs> she turns to see uh, the injured tess on the ground and she tries to comfort her she like goes up to her like like tries to like pet her head and goes bah, 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 baby yeah it's kind of sad yeah and she and she's like trying to pick her up and take her back to the house like i can i can help you at, at the I, house yeah. i can i can help you come on baby um, let's go home but tess is like like no i like i can't i can't go back in there and she has the gun and she shoots the mother in the head oh which I don't know if that's the most humane thing because, like, she was so abused and, like, 
yeah, the result didn't... of such an incestual like line that like yeah it's kind of sad poor mother yeah so with like as soon as like the shot rings out it's cut to black director zach Kreger, and then we're thrown into the credits and in between like credits coming up we see tess limping away as the sun rises damn and that is the end of barbarian jesus christ yeah um that's the end of me dog i'm good it's not that bad there's like there's like two or three major jump scares but they weren't gratuitous they weren't put in there to be an asshole that's nice and they weren't done my least favorite type of jump scare is like they obviously they pull all of the music down and then as soon as the jump scare comes up they go like i hate i hate that like they were well deserved jump scares i really like how they did it the gore was not like anything too extreme there was the um the ripping of the arm off and the squishing of the head were like the two major ones they didn't show any like gratuitous sexual assault um it was implied and kind of like on the periphery but like they didn't need to visually show you it which was fine it's it's a very unsettling movie, but it yeah. is not scary. I would not say it is scary. Girl, I'm unsettled just from hearing the synopsis. It would be it would be a really fun group watch. If you had like 10, 15 people together, like that's really right. it's like really All right. fun. I can see that. Right? That I can actually see. It'd be, Will it'd I be, be joining time. this group watch? No. We've done a group watch right here, right now. Yes. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I hope you felt like you got enough out of it instead of watching it. I got and again, you you want as a companion piece to this, go and listen to "Too Scary Didn't Watch" episode on Barbarian, where they they also recap it. That's kind of the inspiration behind these episodes. They also recap it, but at the end, like the last like twenty five minutes ish, they have an interview with Zach Kreger that is really fun. So highly recommend that. Pete Holmes's podcast with Zach Kreger. It's a very early one before this movie was even written or anything, but it's just like a fun like to listen to who Zach Kreger is like kind of as a person. Pete Holmes's interviews are always really like uh, like intellectual and just right. like really he really gets to the core of people. And it's a long interview. It's yeah. like a, a, it's usually like two hour episodes, but and then script apart did an episode about like the earlier drafts or like the beginning writing of the movie, Mm. which uh, I probably could have like pulled out quotes for that and did a ton more um, trivia, which I was actually tempted to do. But then as I was like writing down notes, I was like, no, I'm just going to tell people to go listen to the episode. It's just too good. (laughs) Like, I don't want to like hash out all the things that they talked about because it's just too much. It's called script apart. It's really good. Um, And I guess you could consider those palate cleansers, but if you want something that's completely outside yes. of this uh, world, um, I've been getting back into reading a lot more. Mm. I read a lot of... I've been also listening to a bunch of audiobooks. I've timed my uh, Spotify credits so that my credits expire like exactly as I finish a book and then... Very smart. And then, like, they, they renew, like, my, I just finished my credits right now, and they renew in two days, so okay. I can, get, like, get back into it. But I'm reading on my Kindle and stuff, and um, an author that I have read a ton by, like, uh, when the library, they're, 
there was a library open uh, across the street from my work mm-hmm. so i would just be able to like go to the library during lunch and get books out and stuff mm-hmm. um and they had almost what seems to be every single book by this author it's not a series but she just writes a lot of books Kristen hannah who people might recognize as the author of firefly lane which was then turned into uh, a netflix show yes please read the if you've seen the show it's good but please read the books it is it was it made me emotional like it's very much about a it's a friendship love story yeah. which isn't really like reading Common. other Kristen Hannah book, but also reading other Kristen Hannah books. She is, is every one of her stories is like a f- woman fresh off a divorce, <laughs> like is going to d- rediscover herself in a cabin in Maine. Like that is like yeah. very much like her vibe. It's always like, okay, what does this divorced woman have to deal with? <laughs> um, but another one of my absolute favorites by her is called winter garden. It's, starts as kind of a period piece which is not the type of book i gravitate towards but that's Mm. another one that by the end of it i was literally crying like it took me by it took me by such surprise that i i really enjoyed it so firefly lane winter garden i think another one's called magic hour uh on mystic lake um yeah i like that they're a lake firefly lane had a sequel um, but I think all of her other books are kind of just like standalone, but they seem like they could all exist in the same type of universe. Um, okay. Yeah, they're just like discovering yourself vaguely kind of romantic every once in a while. Like they're just good. I like them. So if you want to get out of like the thriller horror world, Kristen Hanna is Today great. I would. And if you, li- if you like one of her books, I would say give a bunch of other ones a try because she writes with the very like obviously she writes with the same voice in all of her books so like mm-hmm. if you like one you're probably gonna like the rest of them i i like burned through her whole list of books so i have they're added all good. her to my list yeah i was if you haven't read firefly lane yet read that one first but then make your next book winter garden because i loved it so much okay um yeah that's that i've been talking for way too long and my mouth is so dry i hope everyone didn't hear my slurps through the episode because i needed to like get water so quickly i didn't hear your slurps i can't hear them right now good as she slurps i do slurp (laughs) um we have a website which is crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com we We also have an email crimeculturepod at gmail.com mm-hmm we have a Patreon for as little as a dollar, as much as whatever you want. You can support us. This podcast is free for you to listen to, but not free for us to make. And yeah. there's different little rewards at each level. Mm-hmm. Um, you also don't have to be a Patreon member to join our Discord. You just have to message us on any of our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And no LinkedIn, though. No LinkedIn. And we will give you the link to our Discord server uh it's just a fun place where we can chat about different stuff good news in people's lives um we show pictures of our pets we got a very cute one today of two kittens snuggling which is nice um we post arts and crafts recommendations i post spoilers on mondays before episodes come out so it is a fun place to be message us for the link and i think that's it right i think that's everything did i miss something i think so be nice be nice um if 
you listen to this entire thing and you're like, yeah, I could probably handle like closing my eyes for two gory bits. I would recommend watching this movie. It is fantastic. I want Zach Kreger to get all of the accolades because I want him to make something else. Mm-hmm. And I want him to be kind of the, uh, the, uh, the other person that comes out of the comedy world to make horror movies and kind of maybe give everybody else the push if they were thinking about it, because we're yeah. going to get some really good horror in the next couple of years. That's think great. So. Yeah. And it's really good. So with that, we will see you next Tuesday. <gasps> Bye. Bye.